This is the Milo Sweet Podcast, where you'll learn to get unstuck. Start now. Conquer life's challenges by learning to do difficult. Find quick and clever ways to overcome. Wait, did you think life was going to be easy? Remember, all of your excuses are now dead to me. Let's get started. Guess what time it is? It's time for you to hit the subscribe button and find one, just one person that you think will benefit from this. But if you're feeling a little like generous, right? Or you're super um, free with your time right now, probably doing nothing because you're listening to this. Um, Well, maybe if you're doing something, actually just make yourself free right now. Hit subscribe. What are you waiting for? Hit it. Come on. Hit subscribe. So you mentioned to me that you are like through uh, email that you have a farm. What is that like? <laughs> oh, farm life. I grew up on a farm. Um, what? So it's normal to me, I guess. Um, basically, on a typical year when I'm actually teaching, June is a gong show. Um, if we have clean dishes and clean diapers because we cloth diaper and <laughs> I tried that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's who are you? It's easy, Continue. <laughs> it's easy if you can get into a routine with it. Routine is everything. Routine is life. But I, I honestly, I don't know. I think maybe the diapers matter and like your life setup because I tried it for maybe like, I want to say maybe three months. And then I was like, I am done. So I, try, I feel like three months is enough time to like, that's maybe you, maybe cause you're an expert at it. I'm like, maybe <laughs> it's not, but I felt like at the time three months was enough time. I understand because I managed to make it to almost three months breastfeeding and then I was done. So, okay. Like, but I can cloth diaper till kingdom come. So yeah. I wanted to be that weird lady that breastfed her kid when he could say, mom, I'm thirsty. Like. <laughs> 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 but my last one, he was like, I'm, he turned one and he was so over it. He literally just said no yeah. for seven days in a row. And, and then it got weird. So I was like, you know, I think this is a weird territory zone where I am forcing you to do something you don't like, um, not respecting your body. So yeah. Okay. You cloth diaper, you're on a farm. Continue. Sorry. That was no just problem. a tangent. Tangents are fun. Um, yeah, basically May, June is seeding. So they're out. Like, think of when you would plant your garden. We're planting the biggest gardens that there are. Wow. Um, so my husband and my dad are usually out all day. And like I said, on a typical year when I'm teaching, I'm working on report cards in the end of May, beginning of June, when all of this is going down. So if we have clean diapers, clean cutlery, um, wash the pans as we need to use them to make food, simple, simple, simple meals, and our house is trashed. And then we clean it all up in July. And that's pretty much how it's gone. Now, this year is completely different because we have um, extra people living with us. We have, um, well, I'm home. And that's just all weird. So that's kind of our spring. Summer's kind of off and on. Don't know when he's working, don't know when he's not. Kind of make it work. Um, September and 
October, well, halfway through August to whenever they can finish getting the crop off the field, then that's also super busy. And that's like more busy than spring on the farm because that's where your money's made. Oh. Because it's like not literally, but literally money just sitting on the fields. That makes so much sense. So like, what is that like from a marriage perspective? Like, is it just long days, both of you guys working, but you know that you're working towards the same goal or is it like finding time to like hang out? Like, what does that look like? Before COVID. (laughs) Yes. Let's try before COVID and then after. (laughs) Um, Before COVID, we didn't do pillow talk. Um, This last harvest was awful. Our area had... Um, a ton of rain and then it froze and then we had a freak thunder or freak uh, snowstorm and I was nine months pregnant and I was still making suppers for the guys because that's our family has always done that we hire help for harvest and our family is responsible for making the food and bringing it to the machine like that's how they get supper they work straight through supper Um, has to be handheld food I had a good routine because <laughs> you know wow um but I, how many people wait how many people are you making supper for um so this last year i was like i said eight nine months pregnant and so i had the toddler and myself my husband my father my uncle and a neighbor it's a community problem wow. harvest is always a community thing um Higher local, you know. Right. Um, That is insane. So we, yeah. So, but because this year was so wet and so gross, he would only find out, like my husband would only find out if he was working sometimes as late as 10 o'clock in the morning that he was going to work. It was like, hey, yeah, we can go be here in 15 minutes, which is not a problem because we're two miles down the road. In the middle of nowhere, not in the city. So two miles is like three minutes. It's not that far. Maybe four if you actually stop at the stop sign. I mean, always stop at stop signs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so where was I going with this? I lost my Oh, you were telling me what it was like before COVID. Oh, right. I remember. COVID. Okay. Um, yeah. So he would, because... Now what it's like? What is it like now? Uh, wait, you have a baby now, yeah, right? So it gets interesting. So before COVID, what? our marriage was fantastic. Well, it sucked, but it was fantastic because he would come home sometimes at two o'clock in the morning, and so like bedtime, whatever, it was all on me, and and that was fine, and we made it work. It sucked so much, but if we could, we could make it through. We could make it to the city, which is like two hours away, which is where my in-laws are and where we go to church and we would strive to be there on Saturday night and then come home Sunday after doing shopping and all that sort of stuff. And that was perfect because then we had four hours every week where we just talked and we dropped the kid and eventually kids off at my in-laws and we went shopping together and that's how we survived. Now with COVID, we've had to learn how to do some pillow talk. 
which I'm not used to. What is pillow talk? I've never like heard of this. Like where you actually talk before you go to bed. <laughs> okay. So I do that every night. I had no idea. I was like, what is pillow talk? <laughs> no, especially because like we have these extra people living in our house, right? So, um, so we all hang out and then we go to bed and I'm like, okay, but if I don't talk to my husband now, I'm not going to connect with him. And it's just going to drive this wedge in. So it's, it's been working. It's been working. What's the highlight of having people living with you? And then what's the like, uh, maybe opportunity? (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's a lot of opportunity for growth. No, to see, to see that there's like, Sorry. I get okay. it. There's different types of people. So like I'm we've now invited you're gonna laugh at this. I thought I was an introvert before all this started. Did yeah, you? Turns out I'm not. I really like people. Um I don't I mean I do, but I'm a bubbly introvert. I am very chatty and then I re- I go hide in a cave. That's basically what I do for days months years doesn't matter Uh, no I really like yeah so I'm an introvert that the that or I'm an extrovert that thought I was an introvert so we've been working (laughs) on a relationship with these people since July last year um their kids are four and two and our kids are two and now six months and so hence the twins that are you know both the two-year-olds um so kind of one of the the more uh it's the opportunity as it were is to kind of realize that how you see the world is not how anybody else sees the world (laughs) like you can kind of get it with your spouse and you're like yeah okay but I understand how you see the world and like you start to learn your children and you know yeah you know I get that that really bothers you that I wipe the table and it's wet and now we're having a tantrum about it even though I'm coming over with the cloth to dry it like I I get that you're my kid four other people that don't see the world the same way like the Mm. four-year-old who today decided that the pool should be up so that she could swim in her mermaid suit in it (laughs) she compromised and got to swim in her mermaid suit in the bathtub but (laughs) No, the pool should not be up. It's like plus five Celsius and raining. Mm-mm. No. And raining? Yeah, today was not a... No. Otherwise, today was not fun. Wait, so how did they end up moving? Like, what was... How did... <laughs> please explain, because I just realized we totally glossed <laughs> over that. You're on a farm, teacher turned wedding planner, right? Yes. And you have... Two adults and two children living with you. How did they end up living with you? What is that? What's the story it's behind a fun that? Story. So um, you have to understand kind of the relationship from the beginning, sort of. Um, so we have Marshall and Sarah are them, and Chris and Jody are me and my husband. Chris and Sarah are ex boyfriend girlfriend from like fifteen years ago. Okay, she's the reason that my husband got invited to like parties and I I don't know apparently I'm very similar to Sarah and so when it didn't work out with Sarah he picked me up and decided that we should get married and Sarah married Marshall and I knew Marshall from 
university, but we kind of like lost touch. So fast forward to, I guess, nine, 10 months ago. And we both have, well, she has two kids and we have one at the time. And my husband had been the stay at home parent uh, over the winter and he wanted, he is an extrovert and he just wanted to take my daughter and go like everywhere with her. And so he's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to drive an hour and a half and go on a, go for a play date because Sarah has girls and we have a girl and that'll work. I'm like, okay, sure. You do you. <laughs> and so then they were kind of like, Hey, we should like get back together and, you know, hang out as a family. And honestly, I was in the city the weekend that they came out and I was supposed to only stay one night. I stayed two so I wouldn't have to be there for the first time. Um, <laughs> like, it, it was, I did not like Sarah. She knows this. Like, none of this is new for her. But <laughs> So, Sarah, if you're listening, we're just going over a little bit of memory lane. Continue. Yeah, so, so, we... <laughs> I don't know. I came back and I really liked them. Like, I think I thought she judged me for a bunch of things because she's a couple years younger than me, but further ahead in life. Like she got married before me. She had kids before me. And that like inferiority complex, maybe, I don't know. It was totally all my issues. Um, But then we started like that weekend went really well. The kids like each other. We ended up really liking each other. So we started hanging out like once a month and we ended up doing Christmas together on New Year's Eve, 2019, the day the world mm-hmm. started to end, um, but we didn't know it yet. <laughs> and, um, and it was like, it was just really good. So then this whole thing happened about... March 17th, I think, is when it kind of hit Manitoba, where people were very, like, suddenly things were changing. Right. And, like, every day there were new restrictions. And they were supposed to come to our place for the 29th. And... We said, basically, if you're going to come, you're going to have to live here because we're not like my mom and my dad are both immunocompromised. My dad still works on the farm. My husband will still see him. So we can't just like we're not taking risks in this family. And she kind of like they weighed out their options. Basically, they could stay where they were. Um, in their small town, they at least have a town. We have nothing, which is why they're here. But in their small town, her parents are there. Her neighbors come over all the time. Like they are so connected to their community, which is an excellent thing, except right now. So like, how are you supposed to keep a four-year-old from hugging her best friend? Right? Like, so to kind of prevent that, they decided that, well, they're going to come here, see if it works for the first week, and kind of make a decision after that. So after the first week, they went home, grabbed more stuff, and they've been here ever since. 
if you ask the four-year-old if she's going home, her answer is, well, <laughs> mommy wants to. <laughs> but, like, we can just get more stuff and then move here. And we can build the house across the yard. And, like, it's, they have, uh, they just, they just want to be here. I think that's a great place to be if that's where they want to be. Is that weird at all that you guys had history or that there was history and now they're there well, or? No. It's it's not weird for us, but we're not normal people. But then find me a person who is. Right? Explain that. I think I'm, well, I don't know. I'm pretty, I don't know, in this department, I'm pretty average. I'm like, what? Because my brain, I don't know. I would I would be cool one day, and then if I got upset about something, then I would be, like, overthinking it. That's just me. That doesn't mean that you should. It's just my truth to be like, oh, I don't know. Um, but I also feel like a lot of time has passed, so time can change oh, yeah. you completely. Like, neither of us are the person that we were in high school. And they dated in high school, right? So. Oh, okay. I wasn't, I didn't, yeah, set that premise. I thought you were saying university. Sorry, I met Marshall in university. We never dated. Okay. So Sarah and Chris dated in high school. I see what you're saying. And I met Marshall in university because we went to the same university. And then Marshall and Sarah got married and Chris and I got married. Got it. So is there any like nuggets that you feel like are valuable during COVID? Like people, cause there's other people, I, I think I, I read online where there's friends, um, you know, staying together. So they're not alone. And there's other families that are like, Hey, you know what, let's just do this together. Are there any tips or advice you could give to help them enjoy this time with the people they, they Keep care about of communication open. And just cause somebody's frustrated doesn't mean it's not working. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Okay, so where can people find you? We're going to wrap it up. I want to know where can people find you? And then if there's anything else you want to say about yeah, your sure. wedding planning. Um, I can be found at bluestonevisionevents.com or on Instagram, bluestone underscore vision underscore events. Or Facebook, bluestone vision events. Good theme going on there. Um. <laughs> and I know. Uh, the uh, wedding planning stuff so I'm what Manitoba couples are doing are still getting married anyways so I'm kind of tapping into that market and going with a more elopement and small ceremony um, packaging so I'm working with vendors in a few different areas in Manitoba uh, to offer an all-inclusive like hey you still want to get married and you can't have a huge ceremony so have it with you know your nine people and six feet apart and let's do this oh okay you know actually before we end it let's talk about that for a second that piqued my curiosity so for those out there that had maybe planned a wedding and they had something planned right now what is their option? They can get eloped with a small group. So it's based or, tell me on more about that. The government recommendations, as like our government is putting out their recommendations on uh, what will be tomorrow. So I don't know okay. what, how things are going to change or how fast things are going to change. 
it's rumored that we're going to be very similar to the province next to us, which means we're stuck at 10 people for a long time. Um, and until we're, but my, uh, I don't think we're going to 50 people anytime soon. And because of that, I'm, I'm setting up packages where couples can just be like, Hey, I want to get married. I don't want to worry about anything. Um, I may have a venue picked. I may not. Here's my money. Just get us married and make it work. Like stress. Got free. It. Cause our, our couples, our brides and grooms have gone through so much in the last eight weeks. It's not fair. I love that. You're such an advocate for them. I actually didn't think about any of that. Um, which sounds really rude, but I'm, I'm, I don't work in wedding planning anymore and <laughs> I'm married. So, and I don't have any friends that are like getting married right now. I have some planning later this year. So in that, that's kind of far away in my brain. Also, it's not in the same state as me. So that is, that makes it a lot further away for me. More like, Oh, a month away. I'm like, Oh, we should book to go to the wedding. I'm not really thinking about it. Um, but I really could, you know, empathize with them to, you know, go through all of this planning a wedding, your future together and to see, I mean, it's a lot of work to plan a wedding. So just to see that the money, the cost, it's basically like saying we were going to buy a house and and it didn't go, the deal didn't go through, but we lost all our money. So, um, I don't know, you know, I can't speak for every venue or business, but it's just, I could see it being really tough for a business to give that money back if they put the time and labor in to plan that wedding. And then also um, just not like not have the money if their shop is closed or their venue is closed. So it's a really tricky situation. So I think that's excellent. And if anyone's interested, definitely reach out to Jody. Any last um, words before we end? I think that's pretty much it. Woohoo. Okay. All right, that's another episode in the books. Hello? Hello? I said, I said it's over. Why are you still listening? Like, seriously, the episode is over. If you're still listening right now, you know what? You're probably a chronic procrastinator. Guess what? I'm still listening to Come on, for real, seriously. We gotta go do something productive. No, like, for real. No, for real, for real. Okay... You can keep listening.